0: that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entry or knowing how to navigate the uncertainties of disruptive developments. Mindfeeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode I have a special surprise gift. I am working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. So, today I'm with Antonio Thornton, who is based in Atlanta, Georgia, in the USA, and our topic for today is, how can startups get their productivity to a level that actually benefits their sales teams to generate more revenue? Before we go deep into our topic, Antonio, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yes, Christian. First of all, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really looking forward to sharing this information with your audience because you know my goal here is to kind of help as many startups and small businesses as as human as humanly possible. So uh, anytime I can contribute, I I will. So so again, thanks for having me on. Well, you know, I I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I, I started selling candy at the age of of thirteen. And, um, from there, you know, I just kind of really love the entrepreneur world. I got jobs because I thought I was supposed to get jobs, but literally uh, I got fired from every job I had. And it wasn't because I did a bad job. It was because I'm just an entrepreneur at heart and I find unique and different ways to do things. And what I was told is that most employers really want you to do things their way. (laughs) So, um, I just really found that that, that didn't work for me. So I, I became really good at being an entrepreneur. So I've, I've really, I've been in business for myself for my, my entire life. And the one area that I've really been great at is uh, selling and particularly profitability. And, and I'll talk about why I specifically use that word profitability versus productivity and in, in our talk today.
0: Absolutely, because you remind me, with, as you said, you mentioned you've, you started selling Kennedy. My first business idea was to create, let um, me call it, uh, oh, goodness, um, kites. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I made my first kite and I had the idea, oh, I'll do this. I think I was five or so at that time. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. That sounds exciting. That yeah sounds but exciting. when you think it everybody somehow has some idea and so on. And the key thing I think that's the most challenging for us to keep that spirit to eventually reach to the point where you say, Okay, I've done different kind of jobs, I've learned this and this and so on, and then to go and say, Okay, now I take the biggest reach risk in life. And that's actually started a company because Usually people think, oh, the biggest uh, risk in life is marrying and having kids and so on. But it's actually having a business because you have much bigger f- sort of family who you are responsible for. Because you've right. got as well your employees, your team members, maybe your co-founders. Your and clients. Your sort of, yeah. And you're responsible as well for their cl- their mm-hmm. families as well. Because you provide to your business idea, your activities, your leadership that is what is necessary to generate the income for those families as well, for, for, so that kids can go to school, they can study, and so on. And it's a much bigger business and bigger family than actually just marrying and having your own kids. You have a huge <laughs> family, an extended family. Exactly. But you exactly. become, as well, some kind of a role model in yourself because others say, well, Antonio's doing this and this. I would like to do that as well, as something in future, but now I'm big and that. And that's much more of a legacy that we can even imagine. So, coming back to our topic, um, as you said, productivity, yes, but profitability is even maybe a top level on top of sales and merging sales with productivity. How, how do you go about this this topic?
1: Well, and that's a great question, question, Chris, because most. People tend to focus on productivity. You, you hear so many topics and books and, and gurus talking about how to be more productive, be more productive. And, and I, I have this saying is that busy does not mean productive and also productive does it mean profitable. Because we found we, you know, as entrepreneurs, we can find ourselves doing a lot of busy work, you know, doing things, you know, shuffling papers, et cetera. But then even when we think we're doing things that are productive, they don't immediately translate to profitability. And I say that for this one reason. There's only one thing. And I say it: there's only one thing. There is only one thing that makes money in a business. And that one thing is getting an offer in front of people. Now, here's the reason why I say that because most people immediately say, yes, I know that one thing is, it's sales. Well, the reason why I don't tend to focus on sales is because you can't just go out and make sales. What you do is you go out and you get an offer in front of your audience, your target audience, and some people will buy, some people, you, some people won't. So you really can't control sales. What you can control is that you can control how many offers you get in front of people and how many people you get your offer in front of. So I go back to saying the only one thing that makes money in business is getting an offer in front of people. So it doesn't matter how productive you are. It doesn't matter how many hours you work. It doesn't matter how hard you do the things. It doesn't matter how much you suffer. It doesn't matter how how, it doesn't matter. If the things you're doing is not getting an offer in front of people, then it's not profitable. So I always like to make that distinction because a lot of business owners will find themselves working on getting productive, but it does not translate into profits.
0: Exactly, they don't get the revenue that they need, or uh, maybe they're getting some revenue, but they're not fully following up. Maybe they get some, somebody wanting to buy, and then they ignore it, and they lose the opportunity.
1: Hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, um, as you said uh, before, um, we have to see as well how people can be as well profitable, and how can they generate the benefit, especially for sales teams. They have to do sales calls. They have maybe to remove some kind of fears, some barriers in their brains. Uh, some you, mean, you know, so often people talk about uh, mindset and, and uh, limiting beliefs in that. Yeah. So
1: I, I'll I'll say this because I think it's is worth uh, mentioning. So there, there are three steps that I tend to look at when it comes to looking at your time and, and how to become more profitable. And that kind of leads into what you just asked. So the, the three steps that I tend to, to talk about, step number one is to monitor your time. Because if you don't know what you're spending your time on, you, you find yourself at the end of the day scratching your head, wondering what you did. The, the second step is to monetize your time. As I talked about before, the only things that make money in business is getting, only thing that makes money in business, getting an offer in front of people. And what we like to do is we like to consider that revenue generating activities, making sales calls, following up on sales calls, sending out sales emails. Those types of things are what we consider RGAs, revenue generating activities. And then the last step Step number three is maximizing your time, doing the things that are higher in value versus lower value activities. And when when you look at that combination, what that does is that it frees up a lot of the challenges and a lot of the frustrations that most entrepreneurs and salespeople have. Most people think business is random. They think you can, you know, you, you start a business and you just hope and wish and pray that things work. Well, praying and wishing is not a business model. So at the end of the day, you, you have to have a, a very solid and clear plan of action in order to build the business you want. And when you understand those three steps that, okay, one, I need to monitor my time so that I'm not wasting it. Two, I need to monetize my time by focusing on RGAs, revenue generating activities. And three, I maximize my time by focusing on the activities that make more money versus less money. We have a saying here in the States, you know, stepping over dollars to pick up dimes. And we find a lot of entrepreneurs do that. They're in the mindset of, you know, I'll do this thing, you know, myself because it'll save me money. Well, here's the thing. It might save you the the 50 bucks, you know, you, you know, let's say you need to get a thing fixed on your website and it might cost you 50 bucks. Well, yeah, you can research it on YouTube and Google and figure it out yourself and save the $50, but that $50 that you save may be costing you $500 in $500 in opportunity. And that's a big mindset shift, both for salespeople for, for small business, startups, et cetera, because they're typically looking at it from that wrong angle And it creates all the fears, the anxieties, the frustrations that come along with running a business. You know, you know, the reality of it is, again, business is math. It's just simple math. You know, you buy a thing for X or create a thing for X and you sell it for X plus Y. That's it. And if you do that enough, you have a successful business. If you don't do it enough, you don't. But because most people think it's random, because most people think that it's chaos, it's not. And that's what creates the frustration and the anxieties and the fears around trying to build a business and even doing sales. Some people think, you know, sales is, is, um, is, is again, it's random. Maybe this person will buy, or maybe they won't No, every offer you have has a conversion rate. Every offer has a conversion rate. So if you know that you need to talk to five people in order to make one sale, well, how many people do you need to talk to in order to make five sales? 25 people. That's just simple math. And you don't worry about the 20 people who say no. You just focus on the five who say yes. And then you go from there. And that is a part of what I feel and what I've seen in the past has really created a sense of confidence, a sense of, of, of knowing and, and releasing of the fears and anxiety that most business owners have about going into business randomly and hoping that things work out. It's just simple math.
0: Absolutely, and, and as you mentioned, time management is so important because I, I think I think, actually when I started my second business, I got as well a business coach as well for myself, and he he said, "Then hey, do you know how many people are actually calling? How many people you need to get this and this done, and so on and so on?" And I more or less had an idea, and then we started. Uh, I started noting everything down in Excel and doing my statistics, and nowadays we have this whole stuff, everything in our software system that we have for our business. And you then each time when I talk as well with uh, startups and so on, and, and other uh, new business and business are being taken over because they've gone down the hatch. You mm-hmm. notice all these numbers are missing, and they they have ideas and they have things in their head, but they actually don't really know if uh, they're tricking themselves. And as you say, it's so important to know that and. Uh, eventually as well to understand, what am I doing with my time? Not only just knowing how many calls do I need to eventually get the customer that I need you know, to sign and buy and so on, but as well understanding, okay, who do I need to, who's the right customer? Am I just running after somebody who's not going to buy? Or am I just focusing on the right wrong group? Do I, where can I really get the real uh, revenue in? What kind of sales calls do I have to do? Or even how to have to do it. So, um, how do you help people as well and to to overcome these challenges, especially when you say you have to sell something? It's, it's like selling candy. It's it sounds easy, but it's as well a challenge for many people.
1: Yeah, and and I I think that's a great question, and and I don't mean to oversimplify it by just saying that it's just math, but I also don't want to make it more complex than that. Uh, i I tend to turn to logic when I'm ever in a situation where I'm dealing with fear or anxiety or worry. I always look at things very logically and and I tend to ask questions. There's a process that you you may have you know heard of called you know, the Socratic method. And we use it in sales. We use it in, in coaching and and supporting people. And the Socratic method is is really just, Asking a series of questions that helps to get you to a, a certain point. So, for example, you know, if you were to say, you know, well, I want to start this business, but I'm afraid. Okay, well, you know, you, you can go down the path of what are you afraid of and, you know, kind of identifying those fears. But what I tend to do is to focus on the positive. It's like, okay, well, you want to start a business. Great. Has anyone ever started a business before? Well, Yes. And has anyone who's ever started a business become successful? Well, yeah, of course they have. So if someone else has done a thing, do you feel you have the ability to do the same? Well, I, I don't know. You know, my situation is different. Well, what what's your situation? Well, I'm, I'm working a full-time job and I'm trying to start a business. So has anyone working a full-time job ever started a business? Well, yeah. So has anyone ever who, who's working a full-time job started a business and it became successful. Well yes. So you're saying that someone in your position has started a business and has become successful. So because that has happened it is possible. Is it possible to get done? Yes it is. Yes it is. So so then you you continue asking these questions until there are no more questions to ask because It's just like anything else. We kind of reverse engineer things like, well, okay, well, I want my business to make a million dollars a year. Okay, great. Has anyone starting who has a full time job started a successful business and made a million dollars a year? Yes, great. So, what are the things that they had to do in order to do that? Well, they had to sell, you know, either one thing at a million dollars or a million things at one dollar or some variation in between. So, it can be done. So, it's possible. That's the one thing. It is possible, and now how do I go about doing it myself? Because at the end of the day, if you do what, what successful people have done, you'll get the same success that they have. So I I tend to turn the logic in that case, Christian. It's, it's really to get to move from one place to another.
0: Yes, that makes sense for me as well because I think as well that's uh – People have too many limiting beliefs and then they think they can't manage or they think it's it's the government's fault and nothing works and so on. Instead of actually sitting down and thinking, okay, who is the client I want to have? What are the options? How can I get people as well to buy? Maybe I'm even doing it uh, far too difficult for my clients to buy. Maybe I'm even complicating things. And when you simplify things and you repeat and repeat it, eventually It becomes so natural, you don't even have to think about it. uh, One of my business I I had on the phone had to say a certain kind of things to explain what we do. This first step, second step, third step. And eventually it became so automated that after years, I I picked up the phone, listened to the customer, and I explained to him what we do. mm -hmm. And as if I had learned it off by heart, but I hadn't. It's just that I repeat it so often that it automatically came out of me, but in a natural way. And I knew, okay, now I have to explain it this way. And then the other person, ah, okay, that's that's understandable. Okay, I know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fine. Okay, let's get on with it. Let's go and get started the process the way we need it. And that's, I think, the key thing that people really need to have some help to get that clarity. So that uh, they can be more productive and as well more profitable. Otherwise, they're chasing the people who are wanting to buy actually away. And uh, yeah, so how do you see as well the ability that they can actually, let's say, use the opportunity to generate more revenue, and especially in times now that people are thinking, okay, I've had enough of working corporate or other kind of places. I want to do, I want to start my own business, or I want to. Um, put more my, my ideas as well into building a more profitable sales teams and that.
1: Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't vary significantly off from what I shared. You know, our, the, the, the three-step process that I shared with you earlier comes from a program we created called Time Bank GPS. It stands for Time Bank Growth and Profit System. And we, you know, we, we developed this over the past 20 years um, because I, I found myself in a situation where I was working 14, 16 hours a day and making little to no money some months, and just just scraping by. And uh, it was it was important for me to to really open myself to kind of hearing the the answer. And fortunately, you know, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I, I found a mentor or mentor found me, and he he really kind of taught me this process. Of how to focus on the things that generate money and then how to focus on the high yield revenue generating things. And and I, I kinda took the process and refined it over the years and actually worked with a couple of PhDs to, to help put this program together. And and we've got a really great system in place. And I I mentioned that because when, when you're when you're looking at most time management programs they try to put you in the box they tell you you know do this thing for 20 minutes a day or do that thing for 40 minutes one of the things that time bank does it allows you to work with the time that you have so even if you're starting a business from working a full-time job or a part-time job or or you've got a lot of things to, to manage time bank works with the time that you have so that you you make the most use Of the time, whether it's an hour a day, whether it's two hours a day, whether it's four hours a day, whether it's five hours a week, even. So each one of us has 24 hours in the day, you know, and, and no more, no less. Now, I know sometimes it may feel like we have less than 24 hours, but each one of us has 24 hours in the day. And what we do in those 24 hours determines our revenue. What we do dictates our revenue. So when you're looking at all the activities that you can do in your business, the question you always want to ask yourself, is this revenue generating? If it is, then great. Do more of it. If it's not, then find a way to either create software, automation, outsource it, whatever the case may be, because that's the thing that's going to get you from you know, building a $50,000 a year business versus a 500,000 versus a 5 million or 50 million a year business. Each one of those CEOs of those businesses have the same 24 hours, but what they're doing with those 24 hours is what makes the difference. And, and this is, and I'll just say this, you know, kind of leave you with this is that you know, we talk about time management and of course, you know, your audience can't see me right now, but I'm kind of doing the air quotes thing. Um, I, I, and I do that because I have a fundamental belief that time management does not exist. Uh, Einstein himself said that no matter how persistent the illusion of time is still an illusion And what we like to say is that as such, there's no such thing as time management because we all have the same 24 hours in a day. No one has any more. No one has any less. There's no such thing as time management. There's only self-management according to time, right? And then there's also self-management according to profits. So if you want to make more profits in your business, you have to do the activities that generate more profits, not linear not incrementally, but exponentially. And that's one of the things that TimeBank GPS does. We have a guarantee that you will, will triple your business in the next 90 days, or your money back. Because we we believe that much in the process of Time Bank and what it does for the people who actually use it.
0: Yeah, I can imagine because then otherwise people usually just get distracted and, and do all sorts of other stuff sort of become bureaucrats in their own business and ignore that the money has to come from somewhere. And if they don't get offers in front of people, they have no chance actually to get people to buy or even to upsell, when you think of it. Because maybe somebody buys something and then in the process of delivering, he thinks, well, actually, I could use this and this as well. I could do with that. Can you help me there as well? And suddenly you've sold some extra stuff and... uh, You've suddenly doubled your revenue. <laughs> but for that you have to have an offer in front of the and you have to talk with the person who is buying and willing to buy.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's critical. That is critical in in the space and not not waste your time uh, talking to people who, who aren't your perfect client.
0: Exactly. Because as well, when you as you want to scale, you have to decide, okay, who's got the money? Who's as as they say, "Who's got my money?" so of course it's, you have to think, of course, who has enough money as well to buy <laughs> from you, right because <laughs> there's no point trying to sell somebody something for let's say a hundred thousand dollars or five million dollars to somebody who uh, can't even pay a thousand dollars right it doesn't make sense, like trying to sell a huge yacht to somebody who can afford only a dinghy. Uh, even there's a limit even where even banks can have a limit but if you're selling something like say planes business jets to a business to a company who has a certain size they will more likely buy and they might even buy some upgrades or even open you an introduction to some other company who needs as well a plane and then you've got some new higher revenue instead of selling dinghies right absolutely yeah, so it was great having you here on uh, our show, and I'm sure we'll be talking sometime in the future. But until then, if people want to find out more, get in contact with you, and then how can they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Christian. We actually have a uh, you know special gift for your listeners, and they can go to gettimebank.com. Again, gettimebank.com/slash/growth zone gettimebank.com slash growth zone and you'll be able to grab a special gift that we have for your for your audience there
0: cool uh, i'm sure they'll enjoy it and yes yeah, it's, it's been great talking to you and um, i'm looking forward maybe sometime we meet up in atlanta or florida or wherever
1: i'm so, looking forward to it definitely <laughs> awesome
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. For those of you who are listening and signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a free copy of the ultimate guide on content marketing. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years. It also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized entrepreneurs and enterprises as clients. And that even included international clients from all around the world. The link to sign up for our free broadcasting service and the guide is follow.prmediareach.com That will give you access to the most recent version of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me as well on Twitter by using the Twitter handle C-A-P-Barge. That's spelled Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. Yes, that is C-A-P-Barge.